All right, guys, welcome to the first episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé, where we discuss all things that don't blend but pairs well. I am your host, Brittany Nicole, and this is season one, episode one, titled Daddy's Girl. I have a special guest with me. You all may know him as Dr. John, Professor Davis, Pastor John, Dean John, but to me, he's just dead. So say hello to the people. Uh, hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> So as I was contemplating what the first episode would be and what I would introduce to you guys, I knew it was important for me um, to really allow you to get the chance to know me and where it all started. So I thought it was fun. I thought it would be fun to have a conversation with my dad. So dad, before we get started, I need dad, not <laughs> Professor John. I don't need Pastor John. I need my dad on this conversation. I am dad for my little girl. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to be daddy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. All right. So I'm the youngest of 11 and what I like to call the oops child. Uh, they were done after yeah. my brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he, my brother, who's closest to me, is five and a half years older than I am. So, dad, what was that time like? Well, it was a little different because we didn't prepare. We had pre we were preparing for other things, and you kind of sneaked up on us because. But we knew because we had we had no plans for any more children, but we knew that you were special because you came anyway. So when your mother got pregnant, we knew then that you was going to be a special child because you were special birth. <laughs> so, <laughs> I made it through. <laughs> you made it. You made it. I made it you through. You made it before we shut the door. So, <laughs> so what was it like um, raising me? So you were 42 um, when I was born. And so yes. what was it like at that time? Because I know what it was like being raised as a child with the oldest parents, like mm -hmm. the older parents of my friends. Mm -hmm. So what was it like as a parent raising the type of child that I was? Well, it was kind of different. My first thought was at 40 years old, I said, gee whiz, I'm going to be 60 years old before this kid gets to be 18. <laughs> and that was a concern. And, and being my concern about being a father, being able to be active and be really a part of your life at that age. But uh, you were a challenge. And, and, so, but, and what do you mean by that, I was a challenge? Yeah, I mean, you, you were just so aggressive and 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 just you inquisitive you wanted to know everything and you were just persistent <laughs> about everything and that's why we butt head a lot you yes, and me yeah we do yeah we we'll talk about that <laughs> yeah so but those were the challenge and trying to because i always wanted to raise my children to be as successful and aggressive and you know, as they can be, and to be all that God intended them to be. And my biggest concern with you was to try to discipline you without breaking your spirit. Mm. And that was that was a great challenge for me because I knew you were special. I knew you were gifted, and but you were very persistent and stubborn. So to try <laughs> to govern that without breaking your spirit because I wanted you to be all that you could be. And 
We managed. We yeah. pulled it, we pulled it off. We yeah, yeah. We, we pulled yeah, it, it took, off. It, it was, took a little bit. It was we, some we, tough we, times because oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. I know what it was like, you know, mom so my parents, so my mom is ten years younger than my uh than my dad. And so um what I realized with mom is mom was she was the one that you could express and have conversation and keep <laughs> why <laughs> and my dad was very much if I said it, if I said no, that that was it. And so I didn't understand that. I didn't understand, well, why <laughs> can't yeah, you do that? Yeah, yeah. And then, lo and behold, God blesses me with the same person, <laughs> the same challenge as <laughs> that to me. And I find myself sounding like you a lot of the times. Like, I said what I said. I said no because I said it. <laughs> and, and that's yeah, it. See? And so my dad laughs when he hears yeah, that because... Yeah. Because God always gives us one like ourselves so so that you can experience what your parents experienced but but you was a kid you was the kind of kid i mean as by the time you could talk, I mean no was never an answer for you, you know you always persisted that why sounds like how I am now yeah, I know I know i mean you I, that's the kind of person you were, and we're going to be i mean no is not an answer, you know. But, and that was a challenge for me because I was raised when my parents said no, that was it. Yeah. I mean, you don't question that. But I always tried to raise my children where they could ask questions as to why. And I explained, but this, that's enough. When I explained <laughs> it, that's it. But you, that would, no explanation was never enough. Why? I come, please, this time, just this one time. And I mean, it, and then your mom would, Give in, and that's where I had problems. <laughs> where we both said no, and you kept going. Please, why not? Just this one time. And then your mom would say, okay, Brittany, <laughs> this is the last time. <laughs> Which was never the last time, but, you know, on and on. And I would just get upset. So we had some tough times trying to moderate. Yeah. between discipline and breaking your spirit. Yeah. So. so we'll talk about the tough times in a second. So um, you guys had the ministry a couple years before I was born? Uh, yeah, about four years. Four before, years? About oh, four okay. years before you were born. So, oh, okay. I didn't realize that. That's new to me. I didn't realize it was that that yeah, many we, years prior to. Yeah, we started the ministry. We started pastoring about two years before. Okay, that's but what okay. Had, But we had a... Uh, evangelistic ministry going for about uh, three years okay. prior. How that. is that with, so, you know, you had, obviously, John was a year and a half um, at that point, or two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. He was two years old. And then you had me, and then you guys had just started ministry. <clears throat> How is that with young children? Because, I mean, of course, I have my older sister and brother, so there's yeah. so much of a gap between yeah. us. How is that? Yeah, that was, I mean, we'd planned for it. We we knew that God had called us into ministry, that mm. type of ministry, so we planned for it. I mean, and children, raising children is part of ministry. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. But, so you know, sometimes, just, like, you know, I think the balance, and, of course, I've spoken to fellow PKs, uh, the balance of what we see as kids and what parents <laughs> see yeah, in ministry yeah, 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 it, yeah. It is different. Um, and we'll talk about that. We'll talk, because that was, I think, a part of the struggle. Um, yeah. of our, of our dynamic, um, you and I, now we are, I mean, extremely close and I've mm -hmm. always been able to 
have very real conversations with you. Um, mm-hmm. And the one thing that I love about my dad is that he is, uh, for the most part, can be as neutral as possible uh, without being super saved. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because he did have a BC, <laughs> so <laughs> so he can um, he can just be dad. And the one thing that I can appreciate is even when I started off, you know, this conversation is, hey, I need my dad in this conversation. There's been times that I've gotten pastor john and when i've said hey i just need dad he can (laughs) kind of take that mantle off for a minute but growing up as teens as my teen years you couldn't take that (laughs) that mantle off because you were very very much wanting to create a structure and discipline yeah without feeling like i was getting over on you so to speak yeah that's one of the things that that pastors struggle with is being a parent and a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, we become consumed with pastoring. And we're, we're there, we're faithful, we're a provider, we do what we need to do as far as providing home and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff, but we were never there. We, And that was something we had to learn because, you know, most, most pastors get into pastoring before they learn how to be a father, be a parent. Mm. And that's a struggle, and I, I, that was one of my faults. Yeah, that I was not, I was there, but I wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. because you're president I, body. Yeah, present, yeah. but not there. But and definitely I was a provider, by and definitely a protector, yeah. just not. But not uh, a real affectionate. father. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And that, and I learned that, uh, you know, later on. But before you were grown, I did learn that. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah. yeah so. Well, and that's the thing is, I think, you know, a lot of times what I've what I've learned in my adulthood is I had to come to grips that you were like mom, you were a woman and you were a man yeah. and not always look at it from like that from a child's perspective. You were dad yeah. because there were certain things that you didn't have. Even, you know, we won't talk about it that much, but, you know, even with your mom passing away at a mm-hmm. young age mm-hmm. and then you being one of 13 and, yeah. you know, it, it's all of that plays into uh, your story, which his story is amazing. But um so there are certain tools that you didn't have in your toolbox. So then yeah, now you absolutely. have these children and now you have me who challenges, every, who challenges <laughs> yeah, yeah. everything and you have a ministry and you're there for, you know, the heart of the people. It's hard when you're kind of, you know, finding your way through that. Yeah, and for absolutely. me, I didn't know, like that's, I mean, as kids, you don't think about that. Yeah, like, you're yeah. not, I'm not thinking about, oh, well, my dad just doesn't have the tools in his, <laughs> yeah, tool, yeah, in yeah, his toolbox. Yeah. But I knew for me, in order to get past a lot of things that we went through in my teen years, um, I needed to forgive you and that, like I had to see you as John and yeah. not dad. Yeah. And go ahead. Yeah, because I mean, I, at that time I was learning how to be a husband, mm-hmm. learning how to be a father and learning how to be a pastor. And I mean, but God calls us to all of those uh, position all of those responsibilities. Yeah, but we have not been trained in that. I mean, so we all we're learning on the job. I mean, yeah. we're learning how to be a father. We're learning how to be a husband, and we're learning how to be a pastor. And we 
don't know either one and and we're trying to maintain uh, credibility in the community and all of those kind of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, it's a challenge, but uh, we get there and we, uh, some, some of our children are a part of our training. <laughs> so, so was you, I a part of you, your training? You was a part of my training. You were the challenge of my training. So I was the I, friction, the yeah, refinery. Yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I thought I was doing pretty well until you came along. <laughs> you challenged well, everything. Well, you're welcome. Well, yeah, you, 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 thank you. You're well, you, you, you're welcome. So, um, so the turning point, the turning point for me, I have to say. Um, you know, I, so my parents divorced when I was 17, um, when I was 17, which was a really tough time. Mm-hmm. It was really a tough time. And, um, you stepped in, in a way that I hadn't quite seen before prior to that. You stepped in, yeah. in a way, and even though that, you know, our family dismantled, it seemed like right before our eyes, it dismantled so quickly mm-hmm. because I mean, you guys were married for almost 30 years. And so. Um, you talk about obviously my siblings having seen you guys mm-hmm. for most of their adulthood, and then here it is. I haven't quite entered adulthood, but <laughs> yeah. I have, you know, my childhood, yeah. and so that was really tough. But the turning point for me was actually when I got pregnant. Yeah, it was when I got yeah. pregnant, and I was so scared <laughs> to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so scared, and I mean, I was in school. And I was, I would sleep, I was sleeping all the time. I would mm-hmm. sleep and I would sleep through class. And then, you know, every time you would come home, I would ask you to stop by the store to get, you know, my cravings, which were watermelon and pineapple. Yeah. And I forgot what happened. I was sitting in the living room, you were in the kitchen. And I said something about, I can't remember exactly, but you asked mm-hmm. me, is there something that you need to tell me or yeah, something like that? I, I had a feeling. Yeah, you had a feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I have determined that I'm not going to get angry about this because I know in my BC life, you know, how I was. And I know that you was a part of me. I mean, you have my DNA. Yeah, yeah. And as I said earlier, one thing I didn't want to do with my children is damage their character or to break their spirit. Yeah. And I decided already, and I, I, I thought I knew that you was pregnant. And, and I decided already I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to do anything. We're just going to get through this. And I asked you, you were kind of dragging around and sleeping <laughs> in Oslo. I said, is there anything you want to tell yeah. me? <laughs> so, what do you mean? <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And, I knew, and then... I found out somehow, I forgot how it was, I found out from the doctor, from somehow I got that information, and I was told that you were, that you had been to the doctor. I never knew that. Yeah, but I never never said anything. I never said anything because that, I wanted you to tell me, and I wanted... What kind of HIPAA, I signed a HIPAA clause in No, (laughs) no, but see, I wanted you to tell me because I didn't want to, I didn't want you to to be forced to tell me something you didn't want to tell me. Hmm. So I wanted you to tell me when you was ready. And because I, I made up in my mind, I wasn't going to be angry. We were going to get through that, and yeah. we did. Yeah, we did. So, yeah. So I wanted you to tell me when it was your time, and then I said a couple of times, are you sure you yes, don't I have remember. anything to yep, tell me? I remember. You know? So, and one, I remember once I said, okay, now, 
tell me I'm not going to be angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so yep. tell me before I get mad. <laughs> <You know? laughs> wow. So, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to get through this. But uh, but one of the things after we got divorced and you was about, what, 16, mm-hmm. 17, and I remember, and I was going to go, you was going to, you was preparing to go into the Air Force. Yep, I remember that. We'd made that arrangement, and then I was going to move to Atlanta with uh, Johnny and, you know, and that kind of thing. And just, I remember this, one day we came from church, and we were go out, going to go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And you, I stayed in the car, you went in the house to get something, and I stayed in the car, and you came back out, and you was crying. And man, that thing, and she, and you said, I don't have a family. Oh, wow. And I, and, <clears throat> and you, I mean, you were just crying and said, I don't want to go in the Air Force. And you're leaving and mom's gone and you're going to Atlanta. I don't have any family. I, and that thing broke, that thing hurt me. And I told you then, look, you don't have to go to the Air Force. I don't have to go to Atlanta. I will take care of my daughter. Yeah. And I made that commitment right then. And it's like, I'm not going anywhere. We will find, because we sold the house. Mm-hmm. And I told her, we'll find another house. And I'll stay here until you are grown and settled. And then that's what we'll do. And yeah. that's what I did. You did. But that that was... I I knew I never abandoned my children. Yeah. And I was not going to do that. But I thought with the plans we had made, I thought that was okay. But when you cried, that was in the, you didn't want to go anywhere. You didn't want to go to the Air Force. And what would you come back to if you went? Yeah. That's a no. And that was tough because that's all, yeah. I mean, we had been in Georgetown. You had known. Yeah. In yeah. Georgetown. We were in Georgetown since I was three. Yeah. And so, you know, living in that house and that being yeah. the family house and where we had Thanksgivings and yeah, people all came, of all, of this, all yeah. of the things. Yeah. And then it wasn't there and anymore. And then it's all gone yeah. within a matter of a year's time. And so when I got pregnant, kind of coming back around because it was a short, <laughs> it was a short time <laughs> yeah. in between all of that happening. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting pregnant. And I remember when I told you, now I didn't know who, that you were prepared <laughs> to not be angry. I just <laughs> yeah, knew no. what it was going but, to. I knew, I knew it was going to disappoint you and, and hurt you, regardless of mm-hmm, you not being. Mm-hmm. I knew that, and I wasn't prepared for that because yeah. you know I had since I was young. I had always um, put in my mind I wanted to be you know pure, and I wanted to wait for marriage mm-hmm, and all of these things, mm-hmm. and I had practiced it for quite some time so to speak but in that moment I didn't want all of those emotions came and I didn't yeah. want to present to you that the youngest of them all I mean even before John mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know yeah. <laughs> like even before John and I think Debbie had just um no Patty hadn't Patty hadn't had it because it was a couple yeah, of people yeah. that had, Pat, had Patty was still in college I think yeah because Patty yeah. had because yeah. Patty didn't Patty have Abigail Patty and John yeah. And so, you know, I'm thinking, here it is. I'm the youngest of them and yeah. supposed to be the smartest, yeah. not the smartest, yeah, but, you know, but you have were. some sense. Yeah. And I'm, you know, pregnant. So anyways, when we went through that, I will never forget me seeing you cover me in a way that I had never felt before. Because I, not that I felt like you didn't cover, I always felt like you were a protector. Mm-hmm. But I felt like in that moment, I felt your wings expand even more. Yeah. Because... 
even, I mean, even going to church, I wish somebody would have said something to me out of the way because you would have been on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were, you yes. know, no one yeah. felt even comfortable enough to kind of, you know, um, bash me or make me feel Absolutely. like, you know, how could you do that? I mean, they yeah. were all shocked and I'm uh-huh. sure they yeah. said yeah. certain things, but mm-hmm. they definitely were not going to say anything to me. And so to see you um, cover me in that way. And then also just through the process of being pregnant, even at the end towards the end, you know, we just mm-hmm. had that conversation at breakfast the other day, how you took me to my last visit and, you know, they said I was, I don't know, three or five centimeters and I needed to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So you took me to the hospital. And I remember Patty and Kathy going to the house to get the bag or whatever, but you were with me from the hospital until from that time until about five o'clock until I had Jason and Mm -hmm. even about an hour or so later. And I remember you had a meeting. That's the only reason why you left. But by that time, Patty and Kathy had came. Mm -hmm. And just the other day you said at breakfast and how did he, I don't even remember the exact (laughs) time. And he said, yeah, Jason was born at 618 in the morning. (laughs) morning. I'm thinking, how do you remember that 16 years ago? Yeah. And you remembered that. And for me, it was, I began to see you differently, which kind of, which healed wounds Mm -hmm. that I didn't really, you know, that it almost like a natural um, evolution of healing that because those moments, because you covered the things that I dealt with when I was 14 Mm -hmm. or 11 or whatever the case may be. Because what I always wanted to be, I never, never abandoned my children. And I, I made up my mind especially after I got saved, that mm-hmm. I would never abandon my children. And it hurt me as well to, for me, the greatest struggle I had, the greatest pain I felt was it destroyed my family, mm-hmm. my fam- my home base. That was something that I always wanted more than anything else, to have a home, a place where my children can come and go and yeah. that kind of thing, you know. And, and, and that was lost. So, but I, I... It made a commitment I would not abandon my children. And when you expressed that to me that Sunday, I'm, hey, I'm all in. I'm responsible for taking care of you until you can take care of yourself. Yeah. And I didn't have to go anywhere. And But now one thing you did, I said, well, now, okay, we ought to go. What we'll do then, tomorrow, well, that was a Sunday, okay, well, tomorrow, we'll start looking for uh, a place. And so we looked and looked, and we stumbled across this nice, real nice place. Mm-hmm. I'm being a little out of my, a little out of my, my uh, range. budget. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to pay that amount. Oh, Daddy, can we get this one? We get, oh my God! Well, look, I, and I gave in. <laughs> said okay, because you had your own bedroom and bathroom, and you had your own bathroom in your bedroom mm-hmm. and. All of us, oh, Daddy, let's get this one. Let's get this one. It was a brand new condo, you yep. know, and all of that. And we, and so, well, okay, if my baby want this, <laughs> and I'll somehow I'll make it work. Yeah. So, and we we I did that. Yeah. But, I mean, did. you didn't know that, but I I stretched things to make sure that you. I wanted you to be comfortable, and wanted you to be that as to. What happened? Because the, the the trauma of a broken family yeah. is very traumatic. I mean, and I didn't want you to experience that no more than you had to. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny so, that you say that because a part of grilled cheese and rosé is, you know, we talk about things that seemingly don't blend. But what mm-hmm. I have learned in life is life 
is not in like little compartments and they're not separated off. It yeah. all blends together. So oh, yeah. while your childhood, you grow up, you not if you don't deal with those things, they end up infecting infecting it. I didn't mm-hmm. even mean to say infecting, but it does. It ends mm-hmm. up infecting, infecting your yeah. your adult life and your adulthood. And it's more so the quality of you. Mm-hmm. It's not that you don't have an adulthood. Absolutely. It's just the quality. And so I had to learn and all of, you know, I, I think about, you used to say I was a manipulator. <laughs> so, yes, you and were. Then, and I was. You, yeah. But I had to learn in my adult how to mm-hmm. utilize, because it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it is yeah. a, it's a gift, but it's a gift out of yeah, control. Yeah. And it's a gift, so not used appropriately. So I had to learn what does that look like? Because the ability to yeah. influence is a gift, which is yeah. and out one, of control. One of my fears was... One of my fears was with you, you were very gifted, you are very gifted, and I knew that. But then the devil will use your gift against you, you know, because Mm -hmm. he will allow what the devil does with our gifts is make us think we're smart, so smart that we don't need God to help us. But the gift that God gives us is to serve him Mm -hmm. and pervert it it will destroy you. Yeah. That was my greatest fear with you because I knew you were gifted and I knew and you were progressive, aggressive. Yeah. You know. Very adamant. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was one of my greatest fears. But I didn't want to be a part. My commitment was to never treat you in any way to run your way, to push you away and to feel that you had to leave or you had to get out there because then you, your gift, your who you are could have been destroyed. Yeah. And I never wanted to do that. Yeah, it took and, me... And oh, sorry. I, and, you know, I had the experience and, and fatherhood at that time. And I yeah. always loved my children, but just, you know, not knowing how. But by then I knew it. And it was my responsibility to pay the cost for raising my children. So whatever happened is not my children's responsibility, it's mine. So yeah. I was willing to pay the price, whatever it was, to make sure that you was covered. And that's the man in you that I didn't learn until later because I yeah. was it was dad and it was dad is always at church or dad is always <laughs> here or when he's here he's upset because of everything that he had to deal with at the church so you know there was there was that side but learning yeah. who you are um as I got older even having the conversations there were some conversations <laughs> that I've even told friends that you and I've had that I will not say on here because I, there will probably <laughs> be somebody who's listening that it's about but you know we've had yeah. several yeah. conversations about things that I didn't feel ashamed talking to you about mm-hmm. because I mean I knew I was wrong and I knew I shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. it but I also needed advice yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know who I'm going to talk to. And so being the fact that we evolved into, <clears throat> excuse me, evolved into that type of relationship, it helped me not just fine tune and understand my giftings, but also who I am as a woman mm-hmm. because of those things. And, you know, I, the title is called Daddy's Girl, but, and I'm still that, I'm, I was going to say to a degree, but I'm still that. And so that daddy's girl has evolved into a woman. And so a lot of that has come by 
looking at you from afar and learning things that I learned from you and mom, Mm because there's a lot of things that I learned from mom Mm -hmm. and that I had to practice and that I also had to forgive because I Mm -hmm. didn't want one. I didn't want to transfer that to Jason. Yeah. There was things Mm -hmm. that I didn't want how I was raised or things that I held on to or just lapse in in you all getting your tools, the laps in between y'all getting a hammer or whatever the case may Mm -hmm. be and transferring that to us. I didn't want to give that to Jason. And then I also wanted to be my best. Like I Mm -hmm. wanted to be the best version that I was supposed to be. And I knew, you know, I I knew all the things that I did and the the things that I was, you know, sneaky or could get around or talk myself out. I mean, I did it in high school. I could talk myself out of. And and I knew, I knew you was that way. And I knew many of the things that you was doing. Yeah, you never said anything. But then I didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah, because I always wanted my children to be able to talk to me because, I mean, I understood because, I mean, I was young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes grown people, you know, we get saved and grow up and we think we act as though we've always been that way. Yep. You know what I mean? But I know who I was. I know you, my children, are my DNA. Yeah. But I always wanted my children to be able to talk to me about anything because... I'm, I love you, and I'm going to give you the best information possible. And I'm not going to try to break you or condemn you and that kind of thing, but let's talk. Yeah. And that's why I always wanted to be with my children, and that's important. So, And even today, my children can talk to me yeah. about anything because that's the way I want. And I couldn't talk to my dad. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean... We was always there, but he couldn't talk. We, we couldn't talk to him. We, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if we had something to say to dad, man, I mean, you had to get prepared. You know what I mean? But yeah. I didn't want that for my children because I know what it was, how it was with me. But, you know, like you're talking about daddy's girl. I mean, back when you was like three and four years old, you used to tell me that. <laughs> Have a little no bring a little slice of bread in my office, in my room. <laughs> it was right on a platter, you know, little note that daddy's girl. <laughs> really? Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm telling you, and you'd come in wow. with a little, have a little plate and a napkin and a slice of bread or something. <laughs> a little note, daddy's girl. <laughs> you know. And I was wow. Lord have mercy. And, and I mean, that's after you have frustrated me <laughs> with your... See, I can come with back your, and just... With your persistence. And I'm saying, God, the girl break me again, you know. But, that's funny. But you always did those kind of things. I mean, when you was like three, four, five years old, and you just come and bring me stuff with a little note, you know, wow. daddy's girl, so... But. So it's funny, you mentioned something about home base, and so I'm going to kind of wrap it up here <clears throat> because it'll go into really what you guys can expect going into the more episodes because we're going to talk about all things. There's nothing mm-hmm. left untouched, and it'll just be me, it may be a guest or two, but I am extremely passionate about getting people to understand that life intertwines, and if there's a lack in one area, there's going to be a lack in, a, a lack in another area. So mm-hmm. becoming more aware of how things impact us and infect us so that we can become better people. And so mm-hmm. something that you said about, um, you know, you were looking for or your home base was mm-hmm. broken up, you know, mm-hmm. after the divorce. Yeah. And I remember recently, so I'm getting to know uh, a, a, a guy friend of mine, a guy friend, and I met, he asked me, you know, what is it that I'm looking for in a spouse and, you know, mm-hmm. in, in, a, in a marriage and husband, all of that kind of stuff. And one of the things that I have 
you come to in the last probably like year is I've been saying this thing like I want to feel like it's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to feel yeah. like it's home with him. Yeah. And yeah. for a while, which is interesting, it was I would hold on to things tightly because I felt abandoned because the home base was broken up. Mm-hmm. Right. So that yeah. when I was younger, probably, I mean, up until I would say probably about my late 20s, mm-hmm. I would hold on to situations and relationships because I don't want to let it go because yeah. I'm thinking about when yeah, it happened to what me, happened. Yeah. what happened to me mm-hmm. now because I have grown up and mm-hmm. I'm healthy in those areas. Mm-hmm. Now I'm in a position where I want home. Like yeah. not that I'm trying and I'm willing to wait mm-hmm. yeah. for what feels like home, yeah. not trying to hold on it and make it a house. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. I want yeah. I want that. So I am appreciative even though when you're going through it. And like mm-hmm. of course you can mm-hmm. say for yourself, there's a lot of things that you went through in your earlier years that you kind of wish you wouldn't have gone through or at least as long as, but you're appreciative because it really does, you know, that saying of, you know, um, it makes you who you are now. Yeah. It it really does. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and when you, and you make mistakes as young people that you didn't really intend to. I mean, you're not as bad as the stuff you do. For sure. You know what I mean? And I know for me, I I knew, I always knew that I was better than what I was doing Mm. in in many cases. So, and my children are the same way. I mean, being young is being young and you make those kind of mistakes. And then I don't, one thing I didn't want to do as an adult, after I had gone through those things and God delivered me, then to turn around and act as though I'd never done anything. Yeah. <laughs> or to to uh, condemn my children for doing the same, making the same kind of mistakes. But that was one of the reasons I wanted always for my children to be able to talk to me. Because I knew, I mean, I know life. I had been there, done that, most of it. So let's talk about it, you know, and I wanted to give guidance more than, you know, uh, a, a rebuke and all of yeah, that. Yeah, kind of thing. Why do you feel why? Do you, I mean, we that's life. Yeah. But <clears throat> direction is what I wanted to give and support because that's yeah. what, I didn't have that. And I know how it feel to not, not have, to have support and to be told, in effect, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> that you're no good. You're never yeah. going to make it, you yeah. know. And, and you know, but, you know, generally hurt people hurt people. For but sure. I, God delivered me, and I, I'm not, I don't hurt people. Yeah. You know, I'm a wounded healer. Mm. So, yeah. A wounded healer. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Never heard that before. <laughs> well, Dad, I thank you for uh, joining me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my, my, my girl. My, <laughs> my daddy's girl. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I never knew that. That's interesting. I never knew I yeah. used to write that on. I mean, uh, on and notes. you would you would have a little plate and just a slice of bread or something. You know, something. A you piece get. offering. Yeah, yeah. A piece. <laughs> what you gave me wasn't very much, but just the idea, and you would serve it so so adequately, and yeah. you have your little note and stuff. And here, daddy. And isn't that funny? Because I almost yeah. do something similar to that when I cook now. Yeah, I know. Like pre- I that's know. The so same interesting. Kind of, so yeah. that was there then, and you would always have daddy's girl. That's too you funny. Know? 
Yeah. It all came together. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, I appreciate you listening to the first episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé. This was really great. I enjoyed my dad uh, being with me today. And I hope this gave you an opportunity to get a chance to, look, to know a little bit about Brittany Nicole. Um, if you do not know how to find me, you can find me on um, everything social media. All social media is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. And you can um, look it up under at Meet Brittany Nicole. You can also visit my website, meetbrittanynicole.me. Be sure you share, share this, get the word out that Brittany Nicole has a podcast called Grilled Cheese and Rosé. Make sure you subscribe and I will talk to you next time. As always, love and evolution.